Hey there, founders. I'm Lou Nichols, and you're listening to the Sales for Founders podcast. This week's episode is going to be slightly different because the Sales for Founders course is going to open up again in a few weeks' time, and a lot of you have been asking me about how it's going and what the course is going to be like. So anyway, yesterday I was about to jump in to one of our one-on-one coaching sessions, and I thought, well, why not record this and uh, give you guys a a taste of what we work on in the course outside of uh, the lessons and stuff. So what you're about to hear is an unedited coaching session where I talk to Gabriel Perez, who is one of the participants in in the Sales of Founders course, and we're going to be talking about his main challenges right now. For a bit of background, uh, Gabriel's working on a startup called Peer Feedback, which helps students give feedback and uh, encouragement in uh, large university courses. Gabriel's got one big university as a customer and he's working on finding more. Today, we're going to focus on Gabriel's upcoming confidence strategy and take a look at his first case study. So let's jump straight into the conversation where Gabriel is going to give me an overview of what his priorities are right now. Yeah, so the like the three things I've been focusing on are uh, preparing for the conference, uh, preparing the case study, and uh, getting more leads. Uh, mm-hmm. So once I have the case study finished, I can have, have like a huge uh, new uh, mail sequence. Yeah. And, um, How are those yeah. going? So yeah, for the conference, I have all the basic stuff ready, but uh, yeah, I haven't done the most important though, uh, part though, which is to reach out to uh, people uh, yeah. to set up meetings. Um, I'm, it, I have, by, by, sorry, yeah. by conference, this is one of those conferences you mean where you, um, like it's a real conference, right? It's not one where you'll be speaking because you, you were talking about doing both of them. Yeah, I I dropped the other idea, the yeah. me giving like a talk idea. I dropped that idea, and I'm going to an actual conference. It's called. Uh, it's basically it's uh, focused on uh, long distance learning, like so basically online online education. Yeah, you sent me a um, link. I remember, yeah. Yeah, it's a small conference, which I think it's an advantage for me. Um, and yeah, they, they didn't provide me the list of um, of people who are showing up to the conference. But I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna it's the conference is gonna be held at the University of uh, Wisconsin Madison. I'm gonna email uh, professors who I think are likely to attend, and also I, I have been searching around Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I saw that people from last year's edition of the conference were posting a little bit using the conference hashtag. So I'm just gonna be keeping on the lookout for people who use the conference hashtag and uh, reach out to them. That's a good idea, yeah. Did you see... Um, uh, yeah. I, uh, maybe Have you asked them for like a list of people who are taking part or something? Or yeah, I did, I did, but they said they didn't share that. Uh, okay. with, yeah. Fair enough, yeah, it makes sense. Okay. Sometimes you have to go one year to find out where who who's there and what people are, what's happening, and then you'll find out more the next uh, for next time, I guess. Uh, something I did though is I I spoke with another company who's uh, going there. Yeah. And I already set up a meeting with them, and I yeah I tried to see what they're planning to do there so I can copy what they're doing. Um, 
Sure. <laughs> yeah, so I, I did, did and I confirmed with them that there's no easy way to reach out to uh, participants beforehand, uh, but they're also trying the social media stuff. Good idea, yeah. Another thing you can do um, is kind of when you're there, do some kind of meal or like coffee outing or something uh and just tell people about it when you're there it depends on like what the what what the what the place is like right if it's a a massive conference where everyone like you know where there are thousands of people wandering around then you can't but if it's a smaller one where there are you know workshops and and stuff like that where you know there are coffee times and people meeting and and like talking not around booths then you can sometimes uh like just you know randomly meet people there and say look if you're interested um I'm doing this coffee meeting or I'm doing this dinner for participants who are interested in X or Y or whatever. Um, you know, let me know if you, if you're interested, uh, whatever, sign up here, uh, leave me your email or something. And if we have enough people to, to do it, then I'll, I'll confirm and we'll do that kind of on the last day or something or the second to last day. That's a great idea. I think a lot of people will, uh, yeah, trade hearing me for me or for a meal. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you have to actually buy the meal. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. I think okay. if you're a bigger company, you do. But it's just, maybe it's one of those things where you say, look, there are a group of us who are interested in this specific part, oh, uh, okay. meeting for coffee on this day or whatever. Uh, and you have a mix of people, maybe a mix of customer, kind of ideal customers, a mix of uh, um, other people, you know, maybe even almost competitors. Um, and then obviously the, the aim is to have a, you know, a list of people you can reach out to the next year where you can, um, we, we did this once, uh, at a company, uh, at Jim Hopper for, uh, for, um, for gym owners going to a, a big gym owner conference. Okay. And, uh, we basically organized a, a spaghetti evening, like an evening meal for owners of Swiss gyms at like this international conference. Uh, so just owners of Swiss gyms would turn up because they were our ideal oh, customers wow. and yeah, but the, 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 the hard thing to work out is how can you, uh, get that in front of those people. Um, another thing you can do is just, if you have these leads, um, are the, are, are, do you think a lot of the people that you're selling to will be going to this conference? Yeah, I think so because uh, there's going to be a lot of, pro like, yeah, b based on the conference description, there's going to be a lot of uh, instructional designers, professors, and, um, like for example, deans of uh, organizations like professional education, which are usually online. So yeah, all of these sound really good leads. Sure. So what you can do then is if you have a list of leads who you think might be going anyway, you know, so people who you think would be interested in that place or in that, and you know, might potentially be going, you can use that as an excuse to cold email them and just say, Hey, just reaching out. I, you know, um, I know you're an expert in this, so I'm assuming that you're probably going to this conference. If you oh. are, I'd love to grab a coffee because obviously I'm going as well because I'm also an expert in this. So I'd love to, to, to meet up if you're going. And then if they reply back and say, oh, actually, thanks, but I'm not going, then you can say, oh, well, why don't we grab a, a call instead or whatever. That's a that great works excuse, really well. Uh, yeah. That's a great excuse for a cold email. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, if they actually are going, they'll be super, you know, kind of, they'll be quite happy that someone's reached out and said, <laughs> hey, are you actually going to this? Because, you know, I'd love to, to meet you. Uh, yeah. It can work well. You know, it depends. You have to, have to, to, to guess, you know, or to think about your, um, your target customers. But I've seen that work really well in the past. 
Uh, I, I, I love it. And I'm actually gonna, that's, that, uh, that's a perfect excuse also to email the uh, Wisconsin Madison professors. Yeah, if, if it's obviously only if you think they might be going, right? There's no point. Yeah. But yeah, if you think they might be going. And so yeah. you can also say, look, if, if you're not going, but someone, you know, you know, someone on your faculty or whatever is going, I, you know, I'd love to meet them as well. Can you put me in touch or something? Can you connect us so we can arrange to get a coffee or something? Yeah. Got it. Try that one. Um, yeah. So should we move on? What's the, what's the next uh, kind of thing on your... Uh, okay. so, yeah. Um, oh, one more thing. Uh, yeah. I actually was really lucky and I found a conference uh, like right the day, the next the day after on the same city. So I'm actually gonna do two conferences in a row. Um, yeah, that, nice. that was a pretty lucky strike. Uh, anyhow, yeah, the uh, leads. Um, I'm doing fine. Like I'm, I'm not going as fast as before on gathering leads, but I, I think I already have like like a thirty or forty new ones. And um, the case study. Um, I I'm pretty happy with the latest copy I send you. Yeah. Uh, of the yeah I I spoke with this professor at Duratech, and I got this um yeah I revised the copy uh, based on what he said and I yeah I feel much better about it now. What like what kind of advice was he giving more about the, so the contents he, or just based on like what would make him want to buy or what what kind of feedback yeah exactly based on what uh he sees as the real value of the product uh before i was focusing the copy a lot of uh, on the feedback side i mean of course yeah the the side is called pure feedback uh but uh he actually focused more on the community aspects and how Mm -hmm. like a large online classrooms uh, that can make you feel alone and disconnected And that has all these uh, bad uh, consequences. And yeah, he focused on that. So I, I decided to switch my focus to that too. I think it's a bigger value proposition and a bigger pain. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I like the idea. I like the sound of that. Um, so do you want to, should we have a, a run through that then? Do you want to, do you want to run through the? Yeah, um, yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to pull it up. I have it here. You sent me the updated one. So it's the, yeah, it's the one you sent me yesterday, your time, yes. today, my time. Okay. So I haven't really had a chance to look through it yet because I've been kind of around all day so far. Um, no, and no a really, way. really quick look over. But So can you, so just for me and I guess anyone, actually for anyone listening as well, because we're being stalked. Um, <laughs> well, we're on Zoom, so we actually we probably are being, <laughs> being stalked. Um, no, so can you... Um, just give me a rough overview again of you know who this is for. Uh, so who's gonna who are you sending this to? I mean, you know, really for me. Don't don't make it silly just so that people can understand. Really, like seriously, just in your own words for me. Uh, who exactly are you sending this to and why? Uh, I'm gonna send like my. I'm gonna send it to the University of Texas Austin. Okay, yeah, uh, but so like who? What person? Yeah. So they they're. The reason I wanted to send it to them is because uh, they are about to launch a massive uh, online degree, uh, master's mm-hmm. degree program, mm-hmm. which is extremely similar uh, to my current customers. So I, sure. yeah, I just have a guess, uh, hunch that uh, 
they are the target uh, like the ideal customer and um, yeah like I'm targeting this uh, I mean the product itself and the case study it's targeted at to yeah large uh, high online large online degree programs and by large I mean, uh, where you have classrooms over 100 students, over or over yeah, 150 students, like very large uh, classrooms. Sure. Okay. And so, which are you sending this to the professors, to the uh, like to the um, course designers? Um. Yeah. I'm gonna. I have three three targets. Uh, one is gonna be the department head of computer science. Uh, the professors. Uh, and also like the person responsible for uh, um, instructional design uh, for this program. Instructional design, that's the word. Okay, cool. Um, right, and what's the goal of this? Like why are you sending them this instead of something else? Like a cold email, like why are you including this in a cold email? Like why, why, is, this, why is this going to them? Yeah, the plan is to uh, include this on the cold email. Uh, I, I think the, it, it it has several functions. Uh, one of them is just like a, a signal of uh, trustworthiness. Um, yeah, so, so, so maybe take a step back there. And yeah. what, what action do you want them to take that you think they're not going to take unless they have this, basically? And then why? Yeah, I just want them to talk to me. <laughs> so you want them to, take, yeah. you want them to, to, to reply and, and set up a meeting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so why aren't they, why aren't they replying and not setting up a meeting at the moment? And how is this gonna change it? <laughs> yeah, I really, I still don't know where. Like, I still don't yeah. know for sure why they're not replying. But uh, yeah, I just have a hunch that I I don't have the right uh, messaging yet, yet for the pain. Uh, but I also think it's partly due to a lack of. Um, like it just feels like like a random email coming from sure. somebody yeah. I don't know, and uh, like I think if I can prove that yeah, Juriatech uses this and uh, they love it, I I think I'm way likely to grab uh, their attention. But uh, I'm I, I'm not sure about that until I test it out. Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. So it's it's more about making them see. So like the way I like to think about it is. Uh, you're making them aware of the pain that you're solving for them, right? And you can make them aware of that without this case study. Like you can say the words again, right? Um, you can make them aware of the value of what you're trying to offer them and that you want to solve this, this pain for them uh, without the case study, without anything, right? But what you can't do is make them take you seriously as the kind of person who can provide this value and solve that pain, right? You're just sending them some random cold email uh, as just some random person doesn't really mean anything to them. You know, they're a big serious business and you're some random person sending them a cold email. So when you have this kind of case study from an established, serious, uh, pretty well-known university saying, Hey, we use this and it works really well. Here's my story. Um, then that kind of, it, it, it supports you, right? It gives you credibility. It gives you social proof and it means they will take you seriously, hopefully, and they will want to talk to you. That's that's the way I would be thinking about it, right? Yeah. Great. So if we dive in, um, I don't actually think we need to go like into the detail of each sentence and stuff, um, because obviously you know this. <laughs> the course uh, 
like the professors and people, they know this. I, I can't really give you any feedback on that uh, because obviously I know nothing about really the, you know, the pain you're solving. I'm not inside. I don't have the, the language for that, that kind of stuff. Um, but what we can do is we can look through the structure, right? And we yeah. can look through the format and we can look through what the goals, what you're trying to achieve with the case study and, and how well you do that, right? Whether you're covering everything. So what I think when you, when you look at this case study, I think there's a format that you should take with basically everything, but especially with, you know, articles and stuff, but especially with case studies, which is, so there, there are two formats, like two different frameworks for it. I mean, the first one is very high level and it's literally just um, say what you're going to say, say it, and then say what you said. Do you get that? What? No. What do you right. mean? So when you're writing a case study or when you're writing some kind of, you know, content article that's supposed to, to, to do something that you want people to read, then the way you should structure it is in three parts. And the first part, which is really short, you say what you're going to say. So you say, this is what I'm going to tell you oh, in this okay. article or in this case study. You know, this is what this, this case study is going to tell you. Then the second part is where you actually write the case study and tell them what's in it, right? Okay. Um, and then the last part is you summarize by saying, this is what I've just told you. Again, right? So when they get to the bottom, yeah. if it's down to the bottom, you say, and here again, this is what you've just learned. This is what you've just been told. So that's why, you know, a quick way of saying it is say what you're going to say, say it, and then say what you said. Okay. All three, right? So it's quite a common, it's not my thing, it's a common thing. Um, you know, it's a common way of doing it. And I don't think you really do that. You kind of dive straight in with, like you have an introduction, which is where I would say that, but that introduces, it's what you almost want is like an abstract, right? At the very beginning. Okay. Which you don't really have. Quite. So that's no, what no, I would, because no. you, you think, you know, this is something that, okay, it's got to think about the frame of mind of, uh, of, of one of you, the people receiving this, right? They don't have a lot of time. They don't have much trust in you yet. Sure, they see this as a case study. They see it's about the Georgia Institute of Technology and stuff like that. So, you know, there's some interest there. But still, you have to immediately grab them and say, hey, look, if you read this, this is the cool stuff that you're going to find out. And this is why you should, be, you should care about it, right? Okay. So you want to put that down in like three bullet points, like one, one two short paragraphs. Just really quickly, right? So you want to say um, something like, in this subject, this is the problem in one sentence that Georgia uh, Institute of Technology has. Um, this is the value we delivered them. And I'm going to show you how we did that. By, I'm going to show you like how we did this and how you can, how you can see the same thing or whatever, right? It's really, really, really short like that. Just three sentences saying, basically, this is why this should be interesting to you. This is why you should read this. And getting them excited so they actually read the thing, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's the first thing. Um, then the second thing is obviously the other kind of framework is the kind of pain dream fix idea. Uh, which I need to quickly look through what you've written again. That, that's kind of the formula that I was going for, actually. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I see you're, you're starting to do that. Um, and what I like about what you've written, actually, is that you, you focus a lot on the, 
is it the, the OMSCS program. Okay. Which is good, right? You focus on, on them and not on your product. So you're kind of saying, uh, you know, this is about their course, but look, they're using our product and it's working really well for them, right? It's not just all about you. It shows that, you know, there's, there's some work there together. Um, I honestly think for a case study, mm-hmm. this is too long for me. Okay. So what I would do is I really like this. I wouldn't delete it. I would keep it. But this is almost, uh, hmm. you know, I would have a two-page version of this or maybe even like a one-page version of this. Okay. That I send to people and say, um, this is like a short version of our case study. This is everything you need to know in a minute or in two minutes or whatever. Um, there's a longer version, seven, eight pages, uh, with more detail. And if you want, I can send you that, showing exactly how they've managed to get these results. Or we can talk about it on a call. I'd love to talk you through it and see how you can get the same things. But I think, I think sending the full thing, or maybe you just link to it. Maybe you link to it in the in the in the one pager or the two pager. But I think sending this over is a bit too much, right? Okay. In in my in my opinion, I think there's a lot of information in there that I don't really care about yet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's true. I think uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I went so overboard with the company. Well, no, it's good because you know so much about this, right? So this is all good information. It's not bad information at all. I just think that the right time to to, to wow and dazzle someone with all of this these statistics and, you know, it's seven pages long, mainly text. Um, I think the time to go into that detail is once they're already bought in and once they're interested and once they want some more information. I think you should give them access to this for sure. But I think you should also give them a one page that they can read, right? So imagine what you're sending them. Say, say this is like, this is the peer-reviewed paper, for example. Mm-hmm. What you want to do is send them like the short article written about that review in Nature, whatever, right? You um, send like the, <laughs> the, the journalist's version that they write about, you know, in, in a small column. Uh, and then you give them access to this and say, look, if you want to read more, click here or just uh, reach out and get in touch. And I can walk you through the whole thing. Yeah, totally, it totally makes sense. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, I'm going to make the shorter version and then yeah, link to it and uh, mention it on the cold email that I, I can, yeah, just um, they can read through the low, longer version or. Uh, do the call. Yeah, do you want me to send you? Uh, I'm just going to quickly have a look here. Um, there are some case studies I like. I mean, there are some really good case studies online anyway. Um, I'm just going to try and find one that I really like, which is from, I think it's from teamable.com. One of my favorite case studies. So if you go to teamable.com and they have case studies from Lyft, Factual, and Armory in their navigation menu. 
okay. Can, can you please, please share that link? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll show you the lift one, one second. Where's the, okay. uh, where's Zoom? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just uh, teamable.com slash customers or slash customers slash lift. I've just wow. sent it to you now. Um, you get it? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Great. So you see, oh, how, yeah. short, you see how short that is? Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's perfect. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, if it were me, I would include like a, a one to two, a three sentence, two to three really short sentences summary right at the top before doing this. But that's basically the, the amount of information I would include in this. And then say, if you want much more info, I'm totally happy to include that. You know, I'm, I'm totally happy to send you over. I have this much more detailed version where we go into much more detail. I can either send you that or, you know, really, why don't we just jump on a call and I can talk you through where you're the same and where you're different and how we can get similar results for you. Got, got it. Um, yeah, it's a, a, and you know, it's something I can, uh, I think it's something I can prepare really quick because all I need is to extract the most important stuff from here and um, make that shorter version. So. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you look at that teamable one, the thing I like about it is that there's, you can see there's a really good format there, right? They've written three and they've written it in the same format. Mm -hmm. And maybe you don't say the business challenge, you know, maybe yours is something else because it's not really a business challenge necessarily that you're solving. But you see how, like, how structured it is. It's like, here's the challenge, here's how we help them solve the problem, and here are the results. Yeah, it's, it's literally, yeah. yeah, only three steps. Yeah, yeah. like someone's going to read that while they're having a coffee, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, you, it's, you know, you're going to have to really settle down to read an eight-page or seven-page uh, detailed detailed thing, right? You've got you've to have, you've got to be interested in it already, right? And you haven't got people interested yet. You've got them like nibbling just enough and they see Georgia Tech and stuff and they say, yeah, okay, I should, you know, I should check into this, but they're not quite sold yet, right? So you give them that case study the short one, you get them really excited and then you get them for the call. You know, you ask them to request a demo and you put a link, you know, put a, if you can throw this up onto a, onto a webpage, for example, mm -hmm. uh, or include some kind of clickable link to book a demo from the PDF, for example, because I, I don't think you, you don't want to be sending people a PDF attachment, right? Uh, most that will get kind of marked as spammy. People don't open cold emails with, with attachments. Okay. So you want to be linking to something anyway. And whether you're linking to a Google Doc thing or whether you're linking to, you know, I mean, just uh, you can just hard code like a HTML page, right, on your, on your site or whatever. I mean, what, what does it take to, to, to code something like this up with basically nothing on it? It takes like 10 minutes or so. Yeah, it doesn't take yeah. any time. Yeah. And it's just text on a 60% width or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, anything else we need to touch on there? I, I think that, you know, I mean, you do a great job with the content. You obviously spent a lot of time on that. So there's nothing there I'm really worried about. I think it's just the you go into too much detail and you, you may be going to swamp them and, and kind of scare them a bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then there are a couple of, you want to get it proofread, I think. Uh, there's just a, a few really small spelling mistakes that, like, you know, have been missed out. 
uh, you just want to get someone to, to read over that, I think. Okay, I will. Uh, yeah, and you know what you can do as well is maybe you can copy them and you have some testimonials there. Uh, I would move those testimonials up to the top. And okay. if you can get a photo of the person. Okay. If there's one available, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. But otherwise, I think you know it's a really great job for a first one. I love the um, uh, the the figure one, the uh, like the the bar. Um, what you're doing there, though, like again, right? You you're making them do a lot of work to to uh <laughs> to give you know to to understand right what you're showing them there is a, is a you're just giving them the data basically and what you yeah. can really do that you know if, if people haven't seen this basically there's like a, you ask from like from a one to a seven strongly disagree to strongly agree uh whether peer feedback has improved their experience in class and mm -hmm. it's basically like one percent say disagree five percent say or sorry one percent say strongly disagree and then a couple of percent say disagree not really sure and then basically, like, whatever it is, all in total, like, uh, uh, what is that? That's like 75%. It actually is exactly 75%, right? 75% agree either slightly or strongly. Mm -hmm. somewhere in between. I mean, that's what you want to be talking about, right? You want to say 75% of respondents uh, agree or agree strongly that peer feedback has improved their experience. Yeah, that, that's a great quote, quote actually. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, you're making them look at that and work it out for themselves. But if you just say 75% said this, uh, agree or strong, like agree slightly, well, you don't have to say slightly, say agree or strongly agree uh, this. And then you can show them the, uh, you can link maybe to this thing or include it as a, as a, like as a footnote or something. But don't make them do the work, right? Just show them 75% yeah, yeah, yeah. of students really agree, like uh, agree that this helped them or strongly agree that it helps them. Don't make them do the work, you know, <laughs> you know, do, yeah, do yeah, the work for them. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, it's way easier to digest if you just read uh, 75%. <laughs> yeah, and of course, you can still, I, like, I would still give them a link to this, right, so that they know where this yeah. is coming from and show them the numbers, you know, show them that it's, it's you know, it's it's not just 10 people you asked, you know, it's hundreds and stuff like that. Um, so give them, give them this, they can go and qualify it if they want to, but don't make them do the work unless yeah, they yeah. I guess I'll just include it on the longer version and then, um, yeah, on the, but also just use the 75% uh, as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, I would actually change it to 74%, even though it's 75%, just because 75% sounds like you made it up. <laughs> it's true. It is true, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Although 4% didn't respond at all, actually. That's included. Is that in the 100%? Uh, actually, I'm not sure. Uh, in which case, it would go up to 78%, I think. So you can say 78% of respondents. Um, actually, uh, and plus, I, I have more data than this. This is just one survey. I have like many of these surveys actually, so I have to add them all up. Uh, but the the result it the result is uh, very similar. Sure. Well, you know, don't you know, <laughs> don't worry about that right now. I mean, this is you know, it's yeah. real data. You're not making anything up, and it shows yeah. you know shows what you wanted to say. So just leave it there. Yeah. 
uh, you can just say, in that case, if you take out the, the 4% who didn't say anything, then I think you can just push it up to 78%. And that's, a, you know, it's, it's better than saying 75%. Uh, and it's also true. So I would go with that. Okay. Yeah. Um, awesome. Anything else better. you want to run through? Um, I don't think I have anything else on this other than obviously you need to end with a super strong call to action, which you don't here. Uh, oh, yeah, that's um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's also true. Yeah, call to action. There's no call to action here. Yeah, um, um yeah, uh, I well, will also honestly include a photo of you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I had that on my to do list. Uh, yeah, yeah, because you know, it just gives them a face to, to reach out to, and I think in the shorter version, if you have it on the on the site either with you know maybe a, a widget or something or just some some really easy way for them you know a link to get in contact or book a meeting or some book a demo uh i think that would be easier for you because it gets around the fact that you know some people they won't open emails with an attachment and then you know if you're you hosting it on google drive well if you are then some you know some computers at larger companies and universities aren't allowed to open drive documents for example okay you know, some aren't allowed to open Dropbox because of the firewall and, and everything. So if it were me, I would, you know, it's going to take you like an hour to, to, to HTML it. So I, I, uh, I, I think what I'm going to do is just, I'm going to do the short version. Yeah, only the short version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the long one, I'll, I'll just host it on Amazon S3. Sure, yeah, yeah sure. No, I only, meant the, I only meant the short one, right? I didn't okay. mean the, the long one, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Um, anything else you need? No, this, uh, Louis, this is yeah, incredibly helpful. Um, yeah, I had no experience with this before, so it's super well, you know, awesome. send, send it over when you have it, uh, you know, a draft of it live, and I'll give another look over, okay? Okay, awesome. No worries. Anything else you need to do, or, or is that kind of what you're going to be working on right now to, to get that? Yeah, this, this is still going to be my focus. I just want to get this out this door. Uh, yeah, it just feels good to get this out the door. Uh, it's fun. Sure. I think that's great. And also, you know, what you can do is you can come. When, when is the conference? Uh, it's August 6th to the 8th. Okay. So what you can do is you have a couple of time. If you get this up kind of this week, beginning of next week, I mean, it's not, a, it's, it's work, but it's not a crazy amount of work. It's cutting down right at this point. Um, if you get that up by then, what you can do is you can send this in an attachment uh, when you're reaching out to the people who you want to meet at the conference. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can say, hey, should we meet up by the way? Uh, here's a, a you know an interesting case study I put together of how we're helping people with this, um, you know because you're going to email them anyway to say should we meet up at the conference? I'm excited that you you know I think you might be going because you're an expert that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and when you when you're sending that email, I want to say that I forgot to say before is yes, uh, you know ask them as well if they. I, I know we said uh, if one of your colleagues is going, but also just ask them if they know anybody who's going who they think you should meet. Okay. Maybe not in the same email, maybe afterwards once they, uh, you know, if they reply saying they're not going. But okay. def definitely use it as a, as a, like a conversation starter, right? Will do. Awesome. Then I won't take up any more of your time unless you have anything else. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the one who's taking up your time. Uh, no. Um, yeah, this is great. I, if I have any other questions, I, I'll reach out on the Slack channel, but, uh, yeah, I think I'm fine with this. I have plenty of work here and I know what to do. 
awesome then let me know how it goes send me uh, a draft and uh, we'll talk in the slacks okay thank you see you later gabriel thanks bye 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 that's it for this episode of the sales for founders podcast we'll be back next week with another interview finding out how amazing founders acquire their first customers and grow profitable businesses by doing sales if you're a founder and you're struggling to come up with a product that people want to buy or maybe you just need a bit of help finding your first customers then you should head on over to salesoffounders.com and if you enjoyed the show please take a few seconds and leave a rating or a review in the podcast app of your choice Thanks and see you next week.